I'm Dave Breckenridge, and this is 10-3, Post Media's Canadian news podcast. When people think about sports and Alberta, there are two things that immediately come to mind. The Oilers dynasty of the 1980s and Calgary's appearance on the world stage as host of the 1988 Olympic Winter Games. While it remains to be seen whether Oilers fans will get a repeat of past glory, it's a likely possibility that Calgary and surrounding Alpine slopes will once again host the best athletes on the snow. But it's not without controversy. We look at the debate that has a bid for the games on thin ice. It's Thursday, September 27th. Megan Potkins is the City Hall reporter for the Calgary Herald and Calgary Sun. So, Megan, it wasn't that long ago that Canadians were basking in the image of John Montgomery chugging beers while walking through the streets or relishing in the Aginla to Crosby pass for the golden goal. What is the driving force of wanting to strap on the Olympic skates again so soon? I can't uh, I can't speak for uh, you know the, the where the national uh, feeling lies on this, but certainly locally, I think they watched Vancouver enviously and thought, you know, that, yeah, that those are wonderful games. We could do that. We could definitely do that again. We did it before. We can do it again, uh, and we can do it better, maybe even. Um, there, there certainly is a desire in Calgary to revisit. Uh, the glories past, and also to use it as a chance to refurbish some of our Olympic legacy infrastructure, uh, to bring it back uh, into, uh, you know, buff it up, shine it up again. Um, and Calgary also sees itself uh, increasingly, I think, there's, there is a kind of a winter sport sector industry. Um, and there's lots of, there's lots of Olympic athletes that live here year round and train here. And the city is interested in capitalizing on that, on being known as a winter sports sector, a place that not just not just as an Olympic venue, but hosting World Cups, which we've done hundreds of World Cup venue, uh, World Cup uh, uh, tournaments and, and, and sports here. Um, and and there's a strong desire to, to, to keep that going. Um, I think internationally, too, there's a sense that it was time to bring the Olympics, uh, the Winter Olympics back to North America. Um, after after you know hosts in in Europe and Asia had had a had a kick at the can there's there's a strong desire to bring it back i think for 2026 to a north american audience now you also mentioned you mentioned a olympic sports infrastructure but an olympic bid would also come with a lot of other added benefits for a city in terms of regularly used infrastructure right it's, i think there's some of the yes side is is suggesting that calgary would get spruce stuff all over the place Mm -hmm. if they host the games yeah i I mean yes certainly there is there is an argument being made uh for all kinds of spin-off benefit benefits um in infrastructure upgrades really basic infrastructure upgrades because one of the things about this bid uh you know and and it's it's either depending on what side you fall down on it's either a virtue of this thing or it's or it's uh detractor is is that it's a fairly conservative bid there's not a lot of goodies on offer here. There's not a lot of shiny baubles in this mix. There's basically upgrades to existing uh, winter Olympic uh, infrastructure, the, the the oval here, the Olympic oval here, some wind sport facilities for skiing um, might be updated. Um, they're 40 years old. They need those updates. Um, but there's, there's not, say, like a rail link to the airport in there, you know? We're not seeing, there's not a new convention center in this bid. Um, so so there's not a ton of things you can point to that, that, that would be these kind of uh, big, projects that these big sexy projects that sometimes get pinned on to these olympic bids um but certainly 
yeah, the city, I think, I think the people in, in it who are advocating for this would say that there's all these spinoff benefits to Calgary that can come out of a bid beyond just sport. Now, despite being kind of a trimmed down bid, this still doesn't come with a small price tag. What, what's the current official cost that's being uh, thrown around here? Something like $5 billion? Yeah, 5.2. Um, that is, that's what they are projecting. And, and the bid committee behind it uh, will tell you it's not $5.2 billion, it's $3 billion. And that's because $3 billion is, is how much they want governments and the taxpayer to pony up. Uh, they're saying that the rest of that amount, uh, the, the rest of the way to the 5.2 will be covered in private revenues, um, that, it, you know, that it would come from uh, uh, things like you know, the IOC, uh, sponsorship, ticketing, domestic sales, uh, merchandising, licensing, all these things would help um, cover the costs of, of, of actually operating the games. Uh, but $3 billion is nothing to sniff at. And there certainly is a lot of reticence about spending that kind of money in the kind of economic climate we have right now in the province. Mm-hmm. Now, is, is that number in dispute? Uh, I understand there was a, a report that suggested that it could be more than the official bid. Yeah. Total. Yeah. And and by the way, it, most people will tell you that there's no way $5.2 billion is is the final uh, figure here, uh, simply because, you know, that doesn't account for inflation. That's not that that's not the 2026 dollars. That's the 2018 dollars that that, mm-hmm. that it's coming in at at the moment at 5.2 is 2018 dollars. Um, but Yes, there was a report leaked earlier this week uh, to media, and uh, it did suggest that there were some additional costs that the city could be on the hook for uh, to do with the placement of an athlete's village in Victoria Park here in Calgary. Um, it's an area. Uh, it's, it's an area where there's some bus barns. Uh, there, would, it would require remediation of that land. It's city land that would have to be remediated if you if you pulled the bus barns out of there and, and plonk, plunked a, an athlete's village down in there. Uh, but you know, it's an incredibly contentious report. Uh, the city is saying it should never have been leaked. That it it it, it describes it um, it describes uh, potential costs, hypothetical costs, if that's where the athlete's village actually goes. And 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 people who are opposed to this bid are saying. What else aren't you telling us? What, what you know to what what kind of amount dollar amount could the city be on the hook for? And if if the city is the one who's going to have to pay it, then those should be lumped in with the with the bid costs as well. Uh, it, it really depends kind of what lens you're looking at it on. But certainly, there's a lot of questions that have been raised as well about the estimates for security. Um, mm-hmm. The security estimates uh, for this bid are are quite a bit lower than what we saw with Vancouver. There are, I think just over 600 million Vancouver's uh, budgeted security bill. Was 900 million I think they went over that uh, and and there's a lot of people wondering just how that would be achieved um, so long after the 2010 games how could how could it be cheaper uh, at this uh, by 2026 but the uh, big corporation says that there's a lot of things that have changed geopolitically Calgary's a very different case than Vancouver and that they believe they can bring uh, the games in on uh, with a with a, a 600 million dollar security bill now you look at recent Olympic games, um, they seem to eat money. I know everyone talks about how Calgary's games back in 1988 broke even, mm-hmm. but recent examples have shown that budgets are a tricky thing to stick to, right? Is that one of the, the main arguments of the no side here? Uh, oh, absolutely. I think, 
it's it's funny because you'll the, the the proponents of the games will always try to divide um, the operating budget from the capital budget. I.e., what it takes to actually run the games uh, is often uh, is often does often break even in terms of revenue. Um, where mm-hmm. where the budgets go big is often on the capital side. These are all the the things that get added on, including like a rail project or a a new convention center or a, maybe a you know a new arena. The, those are the things that can kind of really blow your budget and and the no side is is accurate in that almost all all of these games do go over budget but the yes guys are right when they say that the, the, at least on the operating side games do tend to break even or they have in recent history including Vancouver where did things get so contentious here mm-hmm. with this like was it is it over the secrecy is it over the bid in general it just seems like I've never heard such controversy around bidding on an event like this. Yeah, that's a good question, and and I think I think that it has been fraught since the beginning. Uh, in the beginning, it was who who's pushing for this, who wants this, and there mm-hmm. there was a lot of confusion about that. I, you know, I, there's a mythology around the '88 games that this it was this groundswell, it was community boosters. Uh, not a lot of people saw that this time. I think there was a sense that maybe um, you know that, that there were there was political interest in it there was corporate interest in it but maybe not broad interest amongst calgarians for bringing the games back that's a perception i mean we genuinely won't know if that's true or not till we see the results of the plebiscite but that was a perception that this was le- this is driven uh by interested groups um and then you know the other thing that is dogged this thing since the beginning is the question of transparency and it's totally uh it's totally the lever that gets pulled by the no side all the time that this is not you know that this this is a done deal or that they're you know that the real cost of the games aren't being shared um that calgarians aren't being engaged on this that public engagement on the olympics has been has been this big ongoing question mark and it it actually has been delayed multiple times the engagement that had been promised by the city which was supposed to be neutral public engagement not engagement done by uh, advocacy groups or engagement mm-hmm. done by the big corporation, but the actual public engagement by the city where they would go through potential budgets and, and talk about the implications for Calgary's debt and and as well as how uh, this might impact property taxes, all these kinds of things. You know, it, it didn't materialize until basically we're not going to get proper public engagement from the city until, until October, which is wow. not leaving a ton of time before uh, before Calgarians go to, go to the polls in November to actually vote on this whole thing. Thing in the plebiscite so so uh, yeah transparency um and and just how much how much information uh the people in the city will get to get before they go to the polls has been a huge question and and a huge um you know point of 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 division for the people that uh, are arguing about this bid we'll be right back I want to tell you about a discount we're offering exclusively for 10.3 listeners on all Post Media digital subscriptions so you can get access to more great reporting on the issues that matter to you. When subscribing to the National Post, the Ottawa Citizen, the Montreal Gazette, the Saskatoon Star Phoenix, Regina Leader Post, Edmonton Journal, Calgary Herald, or the Vancouver Sun, just enter promo code PODCAST and you'll get 50% off a one-year digital subscription. It's a great way to stay informed. Again, that's promo code PODCAST. 
Now, one of the things that, uh, from following Calgary politics from afar, one of the things that I've noticed about uh, City Hall is that transparency is one of the biggest knocks against them. As someone who covers municipal politics day in and day out, is has that reputation tainted how people are seeing City Council deal with the bid process? Oh, I, I think certainly. Uh, I think that... It has been the e- the easiest points scored by the no side on this have been on transparency. Um, now, the, the the folks that are pushing it for this, and and I think you could probably count the mayor in that group, um, will say this is an incredibly transparent process. And and he points to the way the city, uh, you know, organized the the Calgary Bid Exploration Committee at the outset before there was any bid corporation created to to, to look at how feasible this was. I, I, and he points to all the work that was done on on diligence for due diligence for it um, as being really uh, really emblematic of of how Calgary has been incredibly responsible and transparent with the bid, but. It doesn't change the fact that there are, have been numerous gaffes in terms of uh, uh, in terms of uh, transparency with with uh, Calgarians, and where reports were um, not put in writing, they were delivered verbally to to the the city committees that are are over are doing oversight for the Olympic file. Um, most recently with that leak, there was the perception that the city was not disclosing all the costs associated with the Olympics. Um, this morning, I, I reported on on the fact that, you know, that there's some 150 or more city staff that have signed non-disclosure agreements uh, who are work, who worked on the bid. Um, uh, now, now, I think that there's a lot of information that city, municipalities frequently have to keep confidential, and there's good reason for it. It's yeah. not it's not conspiracy theory, but it doesn't cha- it doesn't it, that w- that won't change the minds of people who are dead set against the bid, and it doesn't help that w- the whiff of 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 of, of I guess uh, you know uh, secrecy does not help um, uh, the people who are trying to suggest this is a good idea, and that we're all the important information is public, um, and and. You know, there's a lot of people in this city who want to see a new hockey arena. And with a bid that's been presented that doesn't include a a new kind of NHL-sized arena, there's a lot of conversation about, you know, is this something that's being discussed in back rooms and it's going to get tacked on later? Um, There's a lot of people that want to know right now if it's it's likely that there's going to be an NHL arena that receives, you know, public dollars uh, as a result of Calgary bidding for the games. All those sorts of things kind of play into this narrative that there's there's difficulty, uh, the Calgary, especially City Hall is having difficulty uh, coming coming clean with Calgarians. I don't think that's always totally a fair, a, a well-earned uh, criticism, but uh, it certainly is out there. Now, you mentioned the NHL arena. I, from what I've seen with some of the discussion around the games bid, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, that there are many people on the yes side for the games bid who are also against any public money going to a replacement arena for the Calgary Flames. Is that a is that a correct read on it? There there's some. Yes, I actually think I think I yes, notably uh the mayor. <laughs> I think that I th- <laughs> I think that um there is a group in let's say on the yes side there's a group that that 
is scratching their heads right now and going, why the heck aren't we spending money on an arena? That's the thing we need. If we're going to build anything, doesn't, shouldn't some of that money go to the, to an arena? Um, Mm -hmm. and then there's, then there's the group that, that, you know, maybe, maybe it's kind of, you want more narrowly the, the passionate about amateur sport group who are sort of, which the mayor would probably be in, who would say, um, you know, we, I think we offered a good deal to the flames before and that they don't need more, more money. And that a bit isn't the place necessarily to do that. It's also, it's also important to note that that when the IOC came through town, they didn't think Calgary needed a new arena to host the games that the big corporation that's assembled this a bid has, has only planned for the creation of one new, I think 5,000 to 6,000 seat uh, mid-size arena uh, to be built. Um, but mm-hmm. that has not at all tempered the conversations, including from municipal officials, uh, you know, members of the city council who are who are saying this is still something we should be considering. This should be part of a bid. Um, and, and you know, the bid corporation, bid corporation themselves have said that they have contingency plans in, in place in case an arena does become part of the equation. How does, how does, do you think that some of these people are trying to, to make that argument work that, uh, the city needs a few billion dollars from various levels of government to spruce up a bunch of sports infrastructure because it's in the public good to have these legacy projects, but at the same time, don't see a rink, a new hockey arena is in the public benefit. That, I mean, it's a tricky line to walk, I think, in some ways. <laughs> um, well, I, I, you know, the mayors, the, the mayor certainly and, and others have, have said that, you know, a field house is what Calgary desperately needs. It's a multi-sport yeah. field house is something that's been on our capital plan for ages. Um, it, it, a field house could be used by tons of groups year round. An arena, you know, you're sharing it with Calgary Sport and Entertainment. You, you're you're sharing it with the with with the hockey club. And there's, you know, it, it's not it doesn't have quite the same public uh, uh, use that that a field house would. And 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 he and I think the mayor made that argument uh, before that the field house, which is something Calgary would get out of uh, bidding for the games, uh, ha- it is uh, it is uh, a cost that the city has already identified it would be interested in spe- it would be interested in um in uh in in bearing in the next four-year budget uh in order to get built and and mm-hmm. you know bidding for the games would help bring that money in uh from the province and the feds as well but but specifically on on the question of the arena it's really interesting to see uh, you know, the, the yes side gets kind of divided down the middle. Um, well, not even, I, I think it's actually a minority of people in support of the bid who wouldn't want a new arena. I think a lot of people are pract- see this practically, and they we don't know yet how it's going to happen, but it's very unlikely the Calgary Flames are still playing in the Saddle Dome by 2026, mm-hmm. right? So it's just, a, it's just a matter of how and when these pieces move around uh, between now and then. Okay. Um, back in 1988, it wasn't just Calgary involved in the games. There were events that were held out at Canmore and uh, and Banff. Are there other cities that or other locations that the bid committee is looking at hosting events in? Yes. Yeah. Canmore, certainly. We're, again, looking mm-hmm. at uh, events in Canmore. Um, we're looking at that this bid includes uh, hosting certain uh, events in Whistler as well. Uh, Whistler would also get um, uh, some accommodations, some athletes' village uh, 
as well, which could could become uh, affordable housing. Canmore would get the same. Um, Calgary, there's a number of spots within Calgary that 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 w- there could be kind of Olympic clusters. Um, but that's getting, I guess, pretty minute, getting down into the mm-hmm. minutia here. The one other thing we've heard is there's a possibility Edmonton uh, could see some events, and the, the discussions, the rumor has been potentially curling. But the, at this point, it's hard. It's hard to know because it's been no. It's not formally in the bid. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's it's just been under discussion because there seems to be a question mark still about where we, where we would host curling, uh, and and Edmonton is just one of the possibilities they've that's been discussed. Okay. And where is the province and the federal government at with this bid? Have they committed money? Have they said that if you go ahead with it, we're going to get behind you? Or or are those discussions still ongoing? It's absolutely still ongoing. We're still not certain what the deal will be. Uh, all three parties are working on something called the multi-party agreement, which is kind of the the, the contract that gets signed uh, between mm-hmm. the different orders of government that, that have to foot the bill for the games. And uh, on, on the federal side, we have a bit more clarity. They've really done... Uh, they've done everything they can to signal that they they are very likely to to uh, to come in with a with a substantial support for the games. They've said um, they've said pointed many times to to their own policies on on the on supporting uh, the hosting of international sporting events in in Canada. Uh, that you know their policies I think prescribe fifty percent of of the public portion of of the uh, the games bill would be covered by the federal government, and they've given no indication that they're not going to. Um, uh, they're not going to carry on, carry through with that kind of uh, policy. Um, the big question mark here really is the province, because if the federal government uh, comes in with a, a billion and a half dollars, that leaves another billion and a half dollars that have to be divided between the province and the city. And we still don't know how that would how how that would be divided um, or how willing the province is to take on uh, obviously the lion's share of that amount uh, they've yeah. promised that they're gonna they promise that they're gonna they're gonna come forward with exactly how much they're they're gonna be willing to commit financially at least 30 days before uh, the plebiscite is held in November um, but at this point we still don't know and you know I think that if you see them uh, come in uh, you know you know on the lower end, you know, if they, if they aren't willing to kind of go close to that billion dollar mark, uh, there it'll be a harder sell for people in Calgary, um, uh, for the bid proponents in Calgary to make the case that the city should should be making up the difference there. Mm-hmm. Now, you say that there's going to be a plebiscite in November. Um, do we have a clear idea of what the question is that's being put to Calgarians? We do. We've got a question. Uh, the city clerk um uh, presented to council and, and they approved back in August. Uh, are you for or are you against Calgary hosting the 2026 Olympic and Paralympic Winter Games? And then, uh, you know, Calgarians will just mark an X either next to I am for or I am against. Uh, and it's really in keeping what we've seen pretty much uh, from past plebiscites. Okay. Now, is that the final step? Like if Calgarians vote yes the city will for sure go ahead with a bid or if Calgarians vote no, the bid is dead. Is, is this the be all and end all for the whole thing? 
It, it isn't. It feels like that, but it, it isn't actually. One of the things that's interesting about the plebiscite is it's non-binding. You know, we, council will make the final, city council will make the final decision on this, and they can ignore the results of that plebiscite, though I don't know many politicians who uh, would would say as much. I think most of them have indicated they would, they would respect the outcome of the plebiscite. Some of them have even said they'd drill down in the numbers and say, uh, you know, it looks like my ward voted in favor or my ward voted against. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to go with what my ward wanted. Most of them said they're interested in in the outcome of that vote, and that they and that it would it would have a huge impact on on what their decision will be. Um, we do know there's a chance, though, that I mean, it, until we ha- we know what the multi party agreement is, how much the province is is willing to come through with, there's a chance that the city city administration itself will recommend against uh, bidding for the games if if the the, the the deal that they they reach with uh, the provinces and isn't uh, isn't attractive enough or or if it doesn't you know if there's not enough money coming from the province and the feds they may suggest that the city uh, 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 cease uh, proceeding down the path of the bid um, uh, but there's there's definitely big you know a lot of discussion that's going to come after that plebiscite um, I think when we know you know how Cal- the mo- the majority of Calgarians feel uh, that'll that'll make a big difference but it if 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 turnout is poor, I think we'll be back in, into a bit of a square one, uh, you know, position where where council will, you know, if if it's not a decisive vote, if turnout is poor, you're going to see a lot of maneuvering uh, politically as 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 all these different uh, parties try to to uh, figure out what the right way to go is and and justify their actions. Well, there's still a lot of politicking to watch for, I imagine. Uh, Megan, thanks very much. Thank you, Dave. Here's what else is happening. The political maneuvering is heating up in New Brunswick in the wake of Monday's provincial election. The vote, which saw Liberal Premier Brian Gallant's party win fewer seats than the opposition PCs, has resulted in a minority government. The province's lieutenant governor has granted Gallant's party first crack at forming government, which gives either the left-leaning Green Party or right-of-center People's Alliance the chance to play kingmaker. Gallant has said he's not interested in working with the Populist People Alliance, which leader Chris Austin says is unfortunate because with a minority government, quote, we understand that the people of New Brunswick have given all of us a mandate to work together. 10-3 is produced by Carson Jarama and Carrie Ann Sprawl. I'm Dave Breckenridge. Thanks for listening.